0: Today needs to be a national holiday, and the fact that it's not is just plain straight-up communism. Tanner Hoops with you, and glad to have you along here in this episode of The Sports Pen. And we have Jake Durant, per usual, in studio with us on a Thursday. A little extra peppy today, my man. What's up?
1: Listen, I'm pumped up. I'm dressed up. I'm, it's a business day today. That's a fine for me. It's, it's a business day today. Packers are playing. The NFL season opens up. We got the Chicago Bears. I'm not going to say we. I'm going to end that now. They got the Chicago <laughs> Bears tonight. So many questions entering this game i've been waiting for this moment since the season wrapped up um earlier this year and I am, i'm 'm ready i can't wait i can't i can 't even focus at work right now I, they, they wouldn't let me have the night off. I guess you know covering the game is is more important I, i'm just ready to go i'm ready to go i want to see what this new offense is about i want to see. Uh, You know, obviously LaFleur and and Aaron Rodgers that dynamic because that's been the kind of the talk of the offseason for the Packers Whether or not they get along who's gonna have more power and things like that and then obviously that new defense It's gonna look brand new Mike Patton year two. I think uh, the guys who were here last year are gonna definitely take a huge step Obviously the whole safety group is completely new. So it's just gonna be a brand new defense. It's gonna be refreshing It's gonna be exciting and it's going to be a it's going to be a tough game going to Chicago. Arguably the best defense that that defense is going to take a step back. I don't think Chuck Pagano is going to go in there and be like, "Let me just blow this thing up. <laughs> Let me start a new scheme. Let's let's go away from what what worked last year." So you know, for him, it's just going to come in and, and just keep make sure the wheels keep turning. Um, so that defense is going to be great. How is Aaron going to look? Obviously, like I said, the new scheme under Lafleur is going to be interesting. I know Aaron Jones is going to get a lot more carries. They're going to try to. Um, establish the run, will they be able to do that? How long will they be able or will they try to do that if that chicago defense is is as good as what people expect before they just blow the whole thing up and start tossing the ball around again we 're going to have to see a lot of questions going into this one very excited i 'm done okay.
0: We could just end the show right now. That was yes. excellent
1: yes it, it, I mean <laughs> this is amazing, even if it wasn 't Green Bay Chicago tonight, um, you know I would still be absolutely excited for this one just because. You know, we it's all all it is, all off season, just talk, 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 anticipation, these type of storylines here and here. What is it gonna look like? Predictions, just everything, it's all coming to a head, and finally we're gonna actually see it on the field. I mean, if Green Bay goes in there and wins a game in Chicago, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I think it means that, you know, maybe they are one of the better teams in the NFC. Um the whole NFC Because right now you see these different predictions. They're going to be kind of an eight and eight team. They'll have an underwhelming year because of you know the first year head coach. Or some people are saying they're going to take the NFC North. They're going to win eleven games or north of eleven games. So right now it's just you know, I've been I'm just excited.
0: Top tier analysis from Jake Duran here out of Local Three. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along in the sports pen. We got a lot to get to today. We're gonna break down this and much more. Antonio Brown. His latest drama that he's starting up. Jake's shaking his head already. We're going to have some thoughts on that coming up. I,
1: I, I used to like you, Antonio. I used to be a Central Michigan guy, but, but I, I can't back you up anymore.
0: Uh, I am going to give you my list of the top five hottest seats. Regarding NFL coaches entering this season, plus an update from the FIBA World Cup happening over in China, home runs, home runs upon home runs, all that and more is coming up, plus a soccer coach does something really stupid, he was living the dream, it was something we'd all kill for and then he just gave it up, and we're going to take a look ahead to college football this weekend. But today's not only a special day, Jake, because of the return of the NFL, because it is the season premiere of NFL, it's 100th season. But today is a special day, at least for me, I don't know if it is for anybody else, because it was one year ago this morning that I got the call, I got the call from Tom Mogish, our general manager just across the hall, offering me this position to become part of the ESPN family. What a year it's been, man, time flies.
1: Yeah. It's Um, been a good year. It it has been, and um, obviously it's been great having you up here, and obviously, me being able to come on the show every Thursday with you and do this show it's it's been a great learning experience obviously I have absolutely no radio experience you know I didn't do this in college or anything like that so it's been it's been just great obviously thank you for having me I hope you've enjoyed it up here obviously me being from the UP I'm a proud Uper so I hope you know you have a good you know you get a good feel for for people up here and just have a good experience while you're up here you know working this job
0: Next week, it'll be one year since I've been officially a youper, and what a year it's been. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it very much, but I tell you what, we're celebrating for another reason today. This is a special announcement, and I can't elaborate too far into this yet, but listen up. This is important. ESPN-UP has confirmed a special guest coming on within the near future. We are going to have a high-profile guest. I don't think ESPN has ever had somebody of this caliber before this individual has confirmed that they will be a part of the sports pen coming up. Unfortunately, we have not yet set a date or a time. It can be as early as next week. But once we get a date and time, I will reveal this individual's identity. Jake doesn't even know.
1: I Sitting no across from I'm, I'm me. I'm over here racking my brain. Who could it be?
0: It is going to be a very special guest in a very can't-miss episode of the sports pen. And as we continue to develop these uh, details, what have you, we will inform you as to who it is, but this could happen as early as next week. And I can't wait, could happen, this, uh, you know, next
1: Thursday. Next Thursday, Thursday would be a be good nice. one
0: because this individual is cannot miss and has confirmed that they will be a part of the sports pen coming up. So we're going to have details on that coming up as they become available to us. But let's get into some football because it's Bears Packers tonight. And I'll just say right off the bat, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, mm-hmm. they call him daddy. Yeah. That's why I'm picking the Packers to win tonight. I think the Bears will have a better season when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. but I do think the Packers are going to win tonight because of Aaron's 17-5 and career record against Chicago.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, he's just been a bear killer, quote-unquote. Um, you know, I, I, I want to agree with you. I do think Green Bay will pull out a very close, low-scoring game. I think, uh, you, obviously, over the past history, the Packers have kind of had the Bears' number, but I could also see it going – Completely the opposite way, and that's what's so great about it being the opening night and us not really knowing. You know, the Bears could come out, be that everything that we thought they were on the defensive end, totally stifle the the Green Bay offense, which is going to be you know running with Aaron Rodgers for the first time. He didn't get a a chance in the off or preseason to get out there and, and get a look. So, um, and then you know maybe Mitch Trubisky pulls some some drives together and, and the Bears run away with it. That very well could happen. But I'm going to go with with you. I think the Packers come in. I think that defense. You know is juiced up. I think they're ready to go. I think all the new personnel is going to come in and just be aggressive. I think that defense will be, obviously we talk about the bears defense a lot, but I think they've been kind of underrated just because we don't really know what to expect. But I think the Packers will have a surprisingly good defense this year. And then, like I said, I think Aaron Rodgers and like you said, will come in and do what he's been doing to Chicago his whole career. And that's breaking their hearts. One thing I'm sad. I'm not going to see. It's not going to be Randall Cobb on the other end of, of that heartbreak. I mean, If you look back, I I can think of, you know, obviously that – NFC North game, I think, in 2017, Randall Cobb scoring that touchdown. And then obviously in, in week one last year, that comeback, he mm-hmm. kind of capped it off with that long run. Unfortunately, he's in Dallas now. So yeah, poor you. All you have want, is
0: Devontae Adams. That,
1: Devontae Adams and then a whole bunch of unknowns. That's a big question coming into that. Who's going to step up? Is Marquez Valdez-Scantling going to come in and, and be that guy? He's been working out with Randy Moss all, all summer down in there in Florida. So is he going to come in and, and be that guy that the Packers hope he is? He's, he's a big body, 6'3", runs a 4'4". You know, fast guys is he gonna be that. Ken Jake Kumaro, who I've been high on a lot. He's been injured, but in the preseason he's that guy that can really take it take the top off of a defense. He can really stretch the defense. Is he gonna come in and stay healthy? Similar with Geronimo Allison. When he's on the field, he's very productive. But is he gonna be able to stay healthy? They had a couple guys that play well in the preseason in Darius Shepard and Alan Lazard. Very interest in, interested to see what kind of role they're gonna play, if any. Um, But I think those guys can be very productive as well. So that'll be very interesting. Um, But I think right now it's just I want to see LaFleur kind of see how he handles Aaron Rodgers. I want to see Aaron, you know, and him communicate well. And I just want to see the Packers offense do some things. I want to see them, you know, move the ball, obviously. Um, I just kind of want to see what they have in there. Obviously, they haven't been showing anything in the preseason. And then overall, I just want people to stay healthy. And I just want to see a good game. I want Green Bay to come in there play a good game, and hopefully you know they can steal one in Chicago. they got Chicago this week, Minnesota next week. They cannot Mm -hmm. lose both of those games to start the year. They need to at least split one one of those.
0: Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. We are introducing a new segment on the Sports Pen, Friends of the Show Pick'Em. So I've got you, I've got John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith, Ryan Stieg, the guys who are on here regularly from week to week. So what we're doing this year is we take five games, five of the premier games each week, and we each give our picks for them. And again, about seventeen weeks, five games a week. I don't know what that adds up to or multiplies to, whatever. I'm not a math. I'm guy. not trying it. But whatever that is, whoever has the most at the end, you know, wins, and we'll figure out what they win later. But I want to get your picks on some of these. The five games that we're going through this week and we're picking on Green Bay, and Chicago tonight. You and I both said Green Bay. Then a couple on Sunday. We've got the Rams and the Panthers. I'm going with the Rams in this game. What about you? Is that Rams at
1: Panthers? It is Rams at Panthers. Rams at Panthers. That's gonna be a good one. Obviously, Cam Newton coming back. Hopefully he's healthy. I'm gonna go Panthers. Okay. I'm gonna think I'm gonna I'm gonna say that offense um takes the next step. That defense is gonna hold up. I'm gonna go opposite Panthers.
0: We have got the Patriots and the Steelers. It could be a fun one on Sunday night football.
1: Yeah. Um Man, this one's a tough one. I went with I the Pats, by the way. You went with the Pats. I'm going to have to go with the Pats, too. I'm not going to go against the Pats until until
0: I see what's up. Then we have the Monday night doubleheader, famous on opening week. You've got a good one between the Texans and the Saints.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going Saints all day. Me, too. Me, can't. too.
0: And then the late game Monday night. I'll pick your poison in this one. Broncos and Raiders. I went Broncos. I'm going to go Raiders. Okay. All right. So I tell you what, those are... Our picks mm-hmm. for this week. We'll continue to get those picks. Ryan is going to be on tomorrow, and you know, he's going to pick the Bears-Packers game tonight, and then we'll get him to reveal the rest of his picks tomorrow. John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith have both in their picks. Tyree is going with the Bears, the Rams, the Steelers, the Saints, and the Raiders. John Michael going with the Bears, the Rams, the Steelers, the Texans, and the Broncos. What's up, What's
1: up with this Bears picks, guys? <laughs> Come on now.
0: Y'all are messing up. That defense,
1: that defense is—that's correct, man. Those ABC10 really guys, good. they love some.
0: They love them some Bears football.
1: I, I see that. I see that. Well, <laughs> well, good for them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that Bears defense is good. It's, for the Bears, it's all going to come down to Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. You know, can he consistently go out there and be accurate? I think there's a, there was a lot of times last year where he had wide open receivers, and they needed that big play, that passing play, and he. Forgot how to throw, you know, or would overthrow the players. I think it comes down to his progression for Chicago. That defense is going to be there. I don't think that defense is going to go anywhere, but really it's just going to come down to Mitch Trubisky. He's, the, the Bears are one of those teams that have everything together but that quarterback. And um, he's shown he's taken a few steps. But is he that franchise guy that's going to be able to, to lead them to the, the promised land? I think that's going to be huge, uh, a huge question that's going to be answered this season.
0: He is going to have to take a step forward if the Bears want to take the next step themselves. He is the key to that because right now, Khalil Mack has taken all the steps forward really a human could possibly do. Now it's up to, Trubis- to Trubisky and that offense to follow suit. Mm-hmm. They have the weapons. They do have the weapons. And I tell you what, he could take that step forward tonight. And I still wouldn't pick him to win because he's not going to outduel Aaron Rodgers. Right. But this season, as a whole, for the Bears to be all that they want to be, and that is a Super Bowl contender, it all starts with Trubisky.
1: Right? Yeah, and, and that head-to-head uh, matchup, people people have to realize Aaron Rodgers has no excuses this year. I, f- I feel like this will be a revenge tour if, if he's able to stay healthy. I think we're going to see a rejuvenated, remotivated Aaron Rodgers last year you know he could fall back on on Mike McCarthy obviously who took most of that that punishment when it came to what is wrong with this this offense um he's not there anymore now it's all up to Aaron Rodgers we all know what's happening in this dynamic people want to be like they don't get along no Matt LaFleur is saying here you go Aaron here's the offense i'm going to have kind of a little bit of the base what's going on but it's really going to be up to you we're going to let you take it over I mean if you're Matt LaFleur wouldn't you want to you know sink or swim with Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. He's the, the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the most talented quarterbacks. So don't take that away from him, don't try to control him, but put him in a position to to make those plays, make those decisions and just watch him work. Um but there's no, you know, there's no nothing he can fall back on Aaron if if this offense goes awry if things don't go go well here. It's going to be solely on his shoulders. I think he knows that. I think he's under the he knows he's under the microscope this year. And I think he wants to prove people wrong. He wants to prove, like, hey, it was Mike McCarthy that was holding me back. And, hey, I still am this MVP caliber type of quarterback. And, you know, last time he had a chip on his shoulder was because he was drafted. You know, late in that first round, he went on, luckily, to, to a Super Bowl victory. Then after the last few years, he just kind of felt like he's just been going through the motions, not really interested You know, didn't have that fire, but I think that fire is going to be back, and I think he's going to uh, remind a lot of people that, hey, I'm still that guy. I can still make the plays, and I can still be an MVP type of player, and um, I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be great. Barring injury. You know, he's been dealing with injuries. Mm -hmm. You know, let's knock on wood here. Barring injuries, but I I do think. not think that's wood. Hold on. That's wood underneath. (laughs) Um, Barring injury, if he's able to stay healthy, I think he has a great year.
0: Uh, Matt LaFleur is handing Rogers the keys to the car and he's telling him to go drive. That's not what's happening over in Oakland, however, because today it was reported that the Raiders are planning on suspending star wide receiver Antonio Brown. Here's the backstory in case you missed it. Yesterday, Antonio Brown was fined just under $54,000. Uh, He got a letter from general manager Mike Mayock, which he took to social media, Antonio Brown did, posted it saying, my team already hating on me or something to that effect. Then today, they had to be physically restrained from each other, the general manager Mayock and Antonio Brown, and the team plans to suspend Antonio Brown going forward. What a headache. What a mistake. This isn't even a headache anymore. This is a full-blown migraine.
1: You know, I said it earlier. I was a huge fan of Antonio Brown when he came into the league. He kind of just burst onto the scene. Obviously, you know, he went to Central Michigan, was a late round draft pick. Everyone was rooting for the underdog, and you know, he had a great work ethic, came in and made a name for himself. Once he got that contract, I don't know what happened, but this dude, he he, he turned. He, mm-hmm. Something happened to this guy. He became super paranoid, thinking everyone's out to get him and things like that. And you know, I just think he obviously his ego has grown to a to a point where you can't control the guy. It doesn't surprise me that this is happening at all. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying get his head checked because you know he could have some CTE or something. Mm-hmm. I think I don't. I wouldn't. You know, I would
0: probably look from at that it. hit on That one right, hit, right, ago. right.
1: Kind of loosened him up a little bit, but I mean, man, you're telling me. The, the the Raiders find him for just missing work. If I go to work, if I missed mandatory meetings at work, what's going to happen to me? I'm I'm, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, you know. He's getting fined, and then to to get that letter and then put that personal info on social media, start talking crap about your team, and then tag them in the post to make sure that they see it, <laughs> and then just go. to What did did you expect to go back to practice the next day and and no one bring anything up? You know, if Mike Mayock just went in and acted like everything is fine, what, mm. do you, what would, you know, that's not going to help anything because he would just continue doing the same things, which are just out-of-the-box, the crazy type of things. I mean, this guy, has, like you said, he's been a headache, the whole helmet issue. He just kept dragging that thing on. Then he cho- chose, like, the worst helmet. By the way, he chose the worst helmet. I don't know if you all have seen mm-hmm. Hard Knocks, but he has this weird, like, Power Ranger-looking helmet. chose just a weird helmet. That's a whole nother thing, but... But man, at this point, and they were saying if they suspend him, they could kind of maybe void that $30 million. You could void the 30 million, at this million point, guaranteed,
0: which would probably end his time in That's what I'm Oakland. saying, at
1: this point that seems like the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um and like like you said, it, it like I said, it seems like he thinks like he's so paranoid everyone's out to get him, but he doesn't really see he's not looking in the mirror and saying he's the issue and he's going to be the reason why he's out of the league early because no one's going to want to take a chance on him. Do you think someone, you know, the Raiders were the team who wanted to take a chance on him, mm-hmm. but do you think someone's going to think, you know, maybe if we get him in here, he'll change. Maybe New England can get him to change. That would be the only one. Maybe, and that would be really terrible if he went to New England and cuz knowing knowing how that goes, he'll go to New England. And then we won't hear, we, we won't hear a peep from him. He'll go and then they'll go win another Super Bowl. That's what would happen. But at this point, you cut your losses if you're okay. If you can if you can void that that 30 million-ish that that you would of that guaranteed money i don't see why you would not i mean this guy has been a headache from day one you know they were hoping if they would if we can just get him to the field we can just get him on the field and he can just be that ab it's it's worth it but they can't
0: antonio brown has maybe been fined and suspended fifty-four thousand yesterday 30 million today and i say maybe because the raiders are talking about suspending him supposedly expected to do so let's all keep in mind This is Gruden's team. This is not Mayock's team. Mayock Mm -hmm. may be the general manager, but I'm convinced the only reason Gruden hired him was so he could have somebody to boss around.
1: Yeah, and uh, for Antonio Brown, he might have the only coach in the whole NFL that might have a bigger ego than him. Mm -hmm. I don't think John Gruden goes to Antonio Brown's standards, but you have the, the head coach with the biggest ego in the league, then you have the wide receiver with the biggest ego in the league. At some point, those two things aren't going to connect, and there's going to be fighting, there's going to be turmoil. You don't want to have that foundation being built with with a circus, and right now that's what it's going to be. I, I say, you know, if you can get get that money back, you got to let them go. And then, you know, Pittsburgh's over there laughing because mm-hmm. they said, you know, they they they're looking like clear winners, mm-hmm. and they knew what they were dealing with, and that's why, you know, they were willing to get give give them up for a what was a third and a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean. People were saying, what? Like, that's that's so, that's so, not a fair trade. But, I mean, they were, to, you know, addition by subtraction.
0: You yeah, had to know this was coming, mm-hmm. and they just figured that they can fix him, and that would be the end of it. You think Mayock regrets leaving the NFL Network to come take this job because Antonio Brown was never his guy. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown has been Gruden's guy all along.
1: Right. You know, maybe, maybe. But uh, he obviously had some personal goals that he wanted to hit. I think he definitely would – like it better if, if antonio brown wasn't there obviously um right now is it looking better if he was just you know on tv and things like that i would definitely say so mm. but i do feel like you know i i have a way better outlook on what oakland's trying to do trying to do now after the draft and things like that because some of their draft picks were suspect as well but it's looking like they were hitting on a lot of those if they can get antonio brown at the door they're obviously not going to be great this year but i think they're going to be i think john gruden and mike mayock are a good team i think they know what the, they're doing so I do think that the team's in the right direction, but you have to get rid of Antonio Brown now. It's only going to be—it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse because the things he's doing is like—it's almost comical. It's almost like—is this guy trying to do this? You need to ban him from social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's what you know. You need to set guidelines. You got to stay off social media because I think a lot of this. Um, is being fueled by social media and Antonio Brown wanting to be the center of attention. That's feeling his ego. You know, he's going live on Facebook in locker rooms, you know, blasting, you know, the organization over photos of personal stuff and things like that. It's like, dude, you missed, you missed a mandatory meeting. You didn't do this. It's for every player. It's, you're not above the team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why are you, why are you feeling like they're doing something wrong here? It's it's you're the one doing all
0: of this. It's all you. Dinner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Having a really nice discussion, but we're over time for our break. So let's take a time out. When we come back, I'm going to give you my five coaches whose seats are the hottest. Entering the 100th NFL season next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday
1: afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP
0: app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops. Jake Durant with you. Glad that you're along on this Thursday afternoon. Just a couple hours until the NFL season kicks off, the 100th anniversary of the league this year. And to celebrate it, I'm going to give you my list of the five NFL coaches whose seats are the hottest entering this year. Jake, of course, is going to tell me why I'm wrong. He's going to disagree with me. You, you uh, there, might have a few guys here. Maybe a few, maybe, maybe a few but I mean, a there's, few.
1: Some, there's some ones that you know. obviously everyone knows about
0: let's count them down number five on the list and five and four would have been really easy for me to uh, i i could have flipped them if i wanted to but i'm gonna go with ron rivera at number five over dan quinn because of arthur blank arthur blank is not going to be as patient as david teppett would be for carolina david Tippett is a guy that there's this great clip of him going around where he is just so defeated because he's talking about the statue that's outside the stadium in front of uh, uh, the front plaza, I think it is, and Jerry Richardson, the previous owner of the Panthers, who was forced to sell the team because of sexual misconduct, racial allegations, what have you, there's still a 13-foot bronze statue of him outside, and he's holding two leashed Panthers like you would pit bulls, just a 13-tall disaster that's intergalactically stupid and the new owner david tippett just defeated looks at the camera and says that the statue is not coming down which is translation for i am not contractually obligated uh to be i I don't have the right to be able to do that because it's part of my contract from when i bought the team
1: was that like in fine print was something like like like, i'm gonna sell the team but gotta keep my statue right Right.
0: he's immortalized in front of the stadium so that's still out there and because of that i think arthur blank of the falcons will be a more uh impatient owner i guess would be the right word to try and take uh further action against a head coach who's not being effective both coaches have been to the super bowl in the last five years but Neither of these fan bases are patient. They should have teams that should get into to the playoffs this year. But the thing is, they're both in the same division, and they're in the same division as the team that I believe will win the NFC this year. One of them's probably going to be fired by season's end. At least one of these two, between Dan Quinn and Ron Rivera, is probably going to be out of a job.
1: Yeah. Um, two Two good coaches, obviously, since that debacle for the Atlanta Falcons against the Patriots, you know, where they had the Super Bowl in hand. That team's kind of been on the downswing ever since. You thought it was maybe the Super Bowl hangover and things like that, but um, last year was another disappointing. They've been riddled by injuries, Um, and I'm speaking about the Falcons here. Um, A lot of injuries, a lot of things like that. I do think they have a bounce-back year. I think Matt Ryan still has some good years left. Devontae Freeman's going to be back. Obviously, Julio Jones, if healthy, I just got an update saying he might not play. He's looking for a mm. new contract and that he's, quote-unquote, sore. Mm. He's basically wanting to be the highest-paid receiver in the league, so we're going to have to see about that. But I, I'm a, I'm a little high on the Falcons this year, so I, I do think they will have a bounce back here. Um, and I, I do think Dan Quinn will be there this year. So I'm going to have to go. I, th- I think maybe Ron Rivera is a little bit more likely to be fired. But both teams very similar. I do think both teams have what it takes, like you said, to make a playoff run and, and turn things around and have a very good season. But that being said, those are expectations. So it's basically whatever team doesn't live up to those expectations. If a team starts off slow, loses a few games, rumblings happen, who knows? Yeah, I could see either one of those guys getting fired. But I do have to agree. If anything, it would be Arthur Blank just because he's more eccentric, more out there, and you know, just more willing to make moves.
0: Number three on my list, I've got Doug Marone of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville went to the AFC Championship two years ago. Maybe they were within a few minutes of the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. They had a lead in that fourth quarter before New England came back. Expectations were high going into last year. They brought almost everybody back, including that stellar defense. And then they lay an egg and they go 5-11. and 11. They get rid of Blake Bortles. They pay $88 million for Nick Foles. And I tell you what, Sadiq Khan, the owner of that team, knowing him and how he operates, he did not shell out eighty-eight million dollars to go five and eleven again. Mm-hmm. They are expecting to win right now, and if they don't, that pressure is going to come down on somebody, and it's probably going to be on Doug Marone.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I figured they, they got the helmet switch. You know, they they went away from that two tone helmet. You know, they they're looking good now, and then they came out and just and just started getting worse. Um, but yeah, I mean they were so close. You know, Jalen Ramsey was was the talk of the NFL, talking smack. You know, saying they're going to the Super Bowl. They had that good year. Was it a fluke? Was it not? I still think they have a really good defense. Uh, but they're just one of those teams that have everything going besides the quarterback. Mm. You know, I do like Nick Foles, and Nick Foles that's obviously an upgrade from from Blake Bortles. So we're gonna have to see how that goes. But um, you know, with that defense, with that talent, with you know, they don't really have a lot of good receivers. But but for what they have, they should be fairly good Mm -hmm. and now that you you know you're talking andrew lux gone from indy and things like that i mean they this if they're gonna do it it should be this year so um yeah i mean if they they get get off to it like like i said if they get off to a slow start i mean there's still expectation there you know this this fan base still pictures them in the afc championship game against new england um they still think they're that type of team and yeah that's been very underwhelming i think with that defense i think they have a good shot to kind of turn things around but but like, like i said i could see that guy getting going i don't think it would be a bad thing either mm. for them you know maybe they do need a coaching change but i could definitely see him being gone this year as well
0: the division is wide open plus letter fournette appears to have things smoothed out with the front office with the coaching staff that puts marone at number three on my list of hottest nfl coaching seats entering the 2019 season number two on my list and this was a toughie might surprise a few of you but i'm gonna go with jason garrett it's not a surprise that he's in the top five It might be a surprise that he's not number one, but Jason Garrett is number two on my list because if he was in any other organization, he would have to reach at least the NFC Championship this year, and that may not even be enough. With the team he has, the ownership spending $90 million to get them at full strength for Sunday, he needs to be able to get to the NFC Championship and put up a competitive game in that game. If not, then he's probably out the door and they're probably looking for somebody else, but... Knowing Jerry Jones and how fiercely loyal he is for some inexplicable reason, he is probably going to stay loyal to Jason Garrett and keep him around if all he does is make the playoffs. Because Dallas hasn't made back-to-back playoffs since 1996. Mm -hmm. And if they do that, Jerry Jones is going to interpret that as progress, and he is going to continue to let Jason Garrett underwhelm his Cowboys head coach. Any other system... He would be gone if he's losing anywhere short of the NFC Championship, any other organization. But because it's the Cowboys and because Jerry Jones loves him, puts him at number two on my list. He's still got expectations. His seat is still very hot. But it's not as hot as it should be.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I think he's on the final year of his contract. I think this is kind of a show-me year for Jason Garrett. Um, but like you said, it, it's personal. Obviously, like you said, Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett have some something there, I don't know what it what that is, but you know, I think he looks at like or at Jason as like a son type of a figure and things like that. Like you said, if they make the playoffs, if they're competitive, I don't think Jerry Jones really does anything. But mm-hmm. you know, I think next year. You know they got to be taking steps. I think this team has a Super Bowl aspirations. I think maybe this year, if they make it to the playoffs, get one you know one week in the playoffs, win a playoff game or something like that, make it an NFC Championship game. I think that that gives Jason Garrett uh, one more year. But then if they take a step back, you're talking next year. I I don't think Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones has to let him go. I think it would just be a coach running its course and. Kind of like with Mike McCarthy, obviously that didn't turn out well, but he kind of ran his course there. It was kind of just time to make a change, and I think they're getting to that point in Dallas, but they've been taking steps forward, so we're going to see how far they take it, and if for any reason there's a bump in the road or any steps back, I think we'll see Jerry uh, Jerry Jones make a
0: move. The number one hottest NFL coaching seat entering the 2019 season is Coach Gruden. Not that one, his brother.
1: I was going to say, the. I'm pretty sure he's on contract Gruden. for 10 years. Jay
0: Gruden of the Washington Redskins is on the hottest seat of any NFL head coach. And it's because of tensions with the ownership. Very much unlike Dallas, where the owner loves the guy he has as head coach, that is not the relationship between Jay Gruden and Daniel Snyder. And it all seemed to start last year especially. Adrian Peterson is a polarizing figure in the Washington front office. Jay Gruden does not like Adrian Peterson. Peterson, a veteran guy, was up in his ear telling him what he should be doing, how much he should be using him, what have you. It got to the point where Jay Gruden wanted to cut Adrian Peterson, wanted to cut the team's starting running back, a former All-Pro. The owner didn't want him to do that. Daniel Snyder said, no, this is your running back. This is what you have to work with. Then draft night came. The New York Giants were roundly criticized for taking Daniel Jones number six overall because they were worried that Washington would snap him up at number 15. Everybody said, Jones will still be there when you pick again at 17, but the Giants went with him at six because that was the guy they wanted, and they believed Washington was going to get Jones if they didn't. The report is that Gruden, like Daniel Jones, but Daniel Snyder, like Dwayne Haskins, and the owner trumped the head coach, and that caused a stir between the two. So the head coach doesn't have who he wants, a quarterback, running back. Trent Williams is out of the equation because he's holding out because the Washington medical staff is incompetent. And it is a mess right now between those two. And they are set to finish last place in that division this year. They are an absolute dumpster fire. And to me, you probably have to win at least one playoff game this year to have a reason to save your job. And we all know that's not going to happen. Daniel Snyder is looking for any reason to fire Jay Gruden. The end of the rope has just come for him. It's another thing where the owner just isn't on the same page with that coach, and Daniel Snyder's not really on anybody's same page. But you see the pattern here between these guys that I have in my top five NFL head coaching hot seats. All five have very high-profile owners, have owners that love to be part of the spotlight instead of the generic faceless guys that we're used to seeing out of sports owners. Instead, these guys are all high-profile and all want their way or the highway. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you know, anytime you don't have a good dynamic between owner and coach, like you said, I'm sure Dan Snyder's just, just waiting for the day he can fire him. I think the writing's in the wall. I think he will be the first coach fired, um, and I think it will happen during the season, especially if Washington gets off to a poor start. That division's very tough. Obviously, they're predicted to finish last. I think they will finish last. That defense is pretty good. The defense is, isn't bad, but if you're not getting along with your owner, you're not getting along with, with the players. At some point, that's going to rub the players the wrong way. They might start turning on the coach. Um, you know there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming up. I know they have Dwayne Haskins maybe throw him in there and try to get some work this season. but you know it's just one of those things where I just feel like Washington just needs to kind of hit the reset button. I don't think it's really working. I think they overpaid for some free agents, so now they're under some pretty poor contracts you know that might work work for them early on, but I think in a few years, they're going to be like, "Why did we do that type of deal?" You got Dwayne Hasson's there, but you don't really have a good offensive line. Do you want to throw him in the fire and get him injured or his confidence uh, hurt early on in his career, you know, stunt his development, or do you just let him sit on the bench, fire your coach, take the L, got a good draft class coming in, and and just start rebuilding because, like like you said, like I said, they're not going to get, you know, they could be better than the Giants. Who knows? I think the Giants, to me, at least right now, I would say the Giants have more momentum going into the season just because of the way Daniel Jones played and obviously having Saquon mm-hmm. um, there and things like that have the more momentum, so I do think they maybe they finish a little bit better. But I just I, th- I just think it's, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. I think Jay Gruden is gone this season.
0: Well, I tell you what, other coaches I have in my top ten, their seats are hot, but not that hot yet. Mike Tomlin, he's on a one-year deal with Pittsburgh. I don't think he should be, and his seat probably cooled off a little bit today. But... The team is basically saying, this is a prove-me year for you. You need to prove us wrong. Prove, us that, uh, prove to us that you are the guy to lead our team going forward. Pat Shermer, the New York Giants, he might have a little bit of time with Daniel Jones coming in there, but David Gittleman is under a heap of fire right now, and he would love to push that onto somebody else. Uh, Bill O'Brien. You know, he just kind of sold away the Texans' future to win this year. But who's going to fire him? He's he, the
1: GM. He put all of his, his chips in the middle of this year. Mm-hmm. I think he, he kind of understands. He said, you know, we kind of been floating in limbo here and things like that. I, I have GM, you know, power right now. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't work out, he's the sole purpose behind it. He's got to go. I think he put all his chips in. He's saying, "I'm I'm going all in this year. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I try my best. We'll see what happens.
0: But then he's probably thinking, if they fire me, who are they going to go back to? Wade Phillips? You know, right. I'm the only I, well, coach in franchise it, well, that's, history that's, that's with what, a winning
1: record. Exactly. Unless there's some young, you know, hot name of a, of an assistant Lincoln or something Riley? coming up. Maybe Lincoln Riley. But really, who else is out there? I don't know.
0: Uh, side not note, a this is the reason why I don't see Lincoln Riley working out with the Cowboys. Because Jason Garrett is a puppet. And Jerry Jones is the ventriloquist. He is the puppet master Lincoln Riley will be nobody's puppet. As much as Jerry Jones wants him to be, he will not be anybody's puppet. Let's put
1: it this way. If I was walking in an alley with, uh, with Jason Garrett and we got into an argument or into an altercation with some other people, mm. I think Jerry, Jason Garrett's one of those guys you look back and he's running. <laughs> that's the type of guy he is. He, 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 doesn't, he just kind of sits there and does what he has to do. But when push comes to shove, I, I, don't, th- I don't trust Jason Garrett. And that's why Jerry Jones can just run all over him.
0: Other two guys that I have in my honorable mention in top 10 for Hot Seat, Kyle Shanahan's not quite there yet. He's been dealing with an injured quarterback, but at some point, you did bring a team to a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. Your build is as this offensive genius. At some point, the results do have to matter. And then Mike Zimmer is going into the last year of his contract with Minnesota. I think it would be terrible for them to fire him because he's finally brought some consistency where they are contending for a division every year. Think about the last time they were do, had a coach who did that consistently, Dennis Green. It's been a long time since they've had somebody like that, but he's going into the final year of his contract unextended, which tells me this is a prove-me year for him as well. So those are the coaches I have on the hot seat in the NFL. We're way over time for a break, so let's take another one. When we come back, the home run records in each league shattered, plus an update for the FIBA World Cup in China next on the SPNUP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The
1: Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the
0: ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Glad that you're along this Thursday afternoon. Here's your Sports Center update. Dustin Johnson, the golfer, underwent successful arthroscopic knee surgery to repair damaged cartilage. The 35-year-old Johnson is expected to make a full recovery and return to competition this fall. The San Jose Sharks have added Olympic gold medalist Kendall Coyne Schofield as a color analyst for select television broadcasts this year. And finally, a World Series of Poker participant has been arrested after a series of egregious antics got him kicked out of the tournament. Ken Strauss of Pittsburgh began the tournament by pulling down his pants and exposing his bare buttocks to the rest of the table before removing his shoe and throwing it at the dealer. Once he was kicked out of the tournament and forced to forfeit his ten thousand dollar buy-in, Strauss took to Twitter and posted threats against the casino, resulting in his arrest on domestic terrorism charges. Tell you what, that should be our high-profile guest.
1: Wow, anything for some ratings.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, it is not him that high-profile guest we teased earlier. Who is it? It is not going to be him. I can tell just you just that g- much.
1: Give us, give us a guess. Give us a, a little, you know, a little. Hint.
0: You've heard me talk about how much I would love a certain quarterback to be on this show. How Andrew Luck is a top three guest that we want for this show. Yeah, it's not him. Oh my it's-
1: God. <laughs> I was like, you, you're really getting it. I was like, I'm definitely coming on this show, whatever day.
0: If we could have three high profile guests, it'd probably be Andrew Luck, the guy we actually did get, and then this guy who apparently thinks it's a good idea to moon the rest of the table at the World Series of <laughs> Poker and then throw his shoe at the dealer. Unfortunately, uh what he did is registered as a Class B felony. So he is in a place where he gets one phone call and he chose not to spend it calling into a radio station in Marquette, Michigan. Maybe seems, someday. Maybe someday. Yeah, seems I mean, like All you got to do is ask, you know. Seems like a fun guy. But I tell you what, we've got the feeble World Cup going on. The U.S. absolutely destroyed Japan this morning. It, it was bad. I almost felt bad watching it. That, that's the type of game that I, I
1: expect to see from this USA team. Yeah,
0: that was good to see, especially without Jason Tatum. 98-45, to 45, the U.S. won. They win the group, and now they move on. And I was wrong on this a couple of days ago. I want to correct myself when I was talking about the format and what the World Cup looks like going forward, because now they're down to 16 teams competing for the gold. So what they do is they play a round-robin. They get new groups, four new groups of four teams each, and they do essentially a round-robin, and I guess you wouldn't play the same team that you had already played. So if you played a team already, you won't play them again. You'll just play the other two new teams that are in your group because they take you and one other team from your group that advanced against the two advancing teams from the neighboring group. So you play the two teams from the neighboring group, and your record doesn't reset. If you were 3-0 and in group play then in your next stage of group play those wins get added on to your original record so it doesn't reset so the U.S. could win these next two games against Brazil and Greece they would go to 5-0 and not be 2-0 and and from there it's single elimination to get to the quarterfinals unfortunately for the U.S. they're going to have to play this next game against Giannis Antetokounmpo and Greece without Jason Tatum but like you said today was a good Good way to go into that game.
1: Today was a good way. Obviously, uh Japan not the strongest competition. Mm-hmm. They have one NBA caliber player as as far as I know, and that's uh Hachimura. Hachimura, the the rookie for the Washington Wizards, who played really bad. Really, really bad. I think he was held scoreless through the first mm-hmm. the first half and and things like that. So you're kind of he's probably kinda of wondering, like, uh oh. Th- this NBA thing might be for real. But um yeah, I mean they had a lot of players in double figures, they were sharing the ball. Um, you know they they didn't have a guy really ha- like have a breakout game, but everyone played very solid. Um, after that scare in their previous game, it was just nice to see them come in, play their their game. You know, like I said, had a, a lot of guys step up and just played good basketball and didn't really have to sweat this one out. So um, perfect perfect game right before a big game against Giannis. Giannis has been playing all right. I don't know if he's been playing as good as me- as many thought. Um, but they have a good team. They have a really good team overall. It's not just Giannis, and I think the USA is going to have to play a a really good game, um, you know, and play one of their maybe probably their best game to beat this Greece team because they have NBA talent on that team, and um, you know they want to keep this this thing going and. And and obviously not losing a game, so it's going to be a good one. This is was the game I kind of had showcased in my head when the whole tournament started. This was one of the ones I wanted to see.
0: Looking at round two, the teams that are going to be moving on. So this is a group themselves, Argentina, Poland, Venezuela, and Russia. Those teams will all play against each other unless they've already played in this tournament. It's a new, weird format. It's hard to make sense of. The other, or one of the other groups, I should say, Serbia, Spain, Italy, Puerto Rico. Then, of course, you got the U.S., Brazil, Greece, and the Czech Republic. And in Group L, you've got France, Australia, Lithuania, and the Dominican Republic. It was their home tournament, but China is not going to move on. But I tell you what, I was kind of disappointed with this tournament a little bit because, you know, soccer jerseys bother me in the sense that They have so many sponsors riding on them. That's why I hated it when the NBA started going that way. Basketball internationally is like the same. Like Japan had some cool Under Armour jerseys today. They had some really cool jerseys. But then the print on them was just terrible. Just looked awful. And I'm not just talking about the sponsorships on there. I'm talking about, you know, the nameplate, the lettering, what have you. Just did not look good. And I'm surprised how poorly, honestly, disappointed, honestly, that basketball is so underfunded internationally that it is so underappreciated maybe. One of the uh, official Twitter accounts in this tournament I'm looking at it right now. It's the Czech Republic's official basketball Twitter account. They haven't actually tweeted anything since June 10th of 2018. Who is their social... Is there a job opening? Uh, If you want to go to Prague and (laughs) run the Czech national basketball team's Twitter account, you'd probably have to learn Czech but, you know, that could overcome that i'm right. sure but it's just disappointing that basketball's not taken as seriously as you know we would hope all across the, all across the world you know i know usa has you know no need to put sponsors on their jerseys they have the money aren't you a little disappointed with the us jerseys in there? i mean they just don't look that good they aren't as flashy
1: yeah i want to you know th- you could definitely do the jerseys better for the us team mm. um yeah th- th- they just seem seem kind of bland mm. even the colors aren't really like popping to me I don't know. Maybe, you know. Maybe they just wanted to go for kind of just a more neutral type of look. But it just looks, just doesn't look right. It doesn't look like we are proud to be the U.S. or whatever. But um, like you said, going back to like the whole advertising on the jersey thing, I just think it looks tacky. Mm-hmm. You don't really, you know. I don't really like it. I just like that clean look um, when it comes to a jersey and things like that. But you know, basketball is is, is you know a world sport it's it's more obviously soccer is number one but basketball is getting there where we're, people are are liking it obviously in in asia it's it's really big it's getting a lot bigger you know in those latvian you know argentina latvia mm-hmm. teams like that um you know it's 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 known around the around the world so yeah it, it is kind of sad that you know teams have to kind of sell out and just you know sell their jerseys t- to as many sponsors as they can but Um, you know, I, I wish kind of maybe one, one company took, took hold of what, of all the jerseys and kind of made them a little bit similar, but just added, you know, designs things, traditional looking stuff and things like that on the jersey. I think it could be better, but obviously it's not a fashion show. It's, it's more about the play on the court, but yeah, I was a little disappointed in the jerseys.
0: Well I tell you what, we gotta take our next break rather quickly coming up on the ten minute mark. But before we do so, last night the Dodgers hit their two hundred and fiftieth home run as a team this year. That sets the new National League record for a single season. The American League record and the major league record were broken over the weekend. The Minnesota Twins got to number two hundred and sixty-seven. So both the AL and the NL records have been broken in this season alone. So I'm here no for surprise. It. I'm here for it. You're right. Major League Baseball they may have an interest problem, but they have got say, a lot of offense. I was
1: going to say, is this a bad thing? For yeah, exactly. The I, would, I, I think this is a good thing. Doc you know,
0: Peterson doing it himself pretty much. He's got five home runs in his last six at bats. The other being a double. Mm-hmm. He's on fire right now. We're
1: we're not juicing again in baseball, are we? I hope not. Okay.
0: I hope we're not going through another steroid era. Okay, I think it's the ball I, I, that's been juiced. Wasn't this it
1: like time. the last NL record was set in 2000 pre juice period, maybe or something. Maybe I read that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong for you baseball. Uh, fanatics out there but but yeah I'm, I'm I'm here for it I'm I'm an offensive type guy I, I want to see home runs I want to see games you know 10 to 9 those are the type of games I want in baseball I don't want to see no one nothing games that's just not me
0: Tanner Hoops Jake Durant with you save the defense for football tonight exactly let's take our last time out when we come back we'll preview college football this weekend plus a coach gave up living the dream did something really stupid this weekend we'll tell you about it next on ESPN UP Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show,
1: The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at four on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. If you
0: missed any part of our show today, you can check it out on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple I Store or Google Play, or just look up ESPN UP and uh dot our website. Check it out on demand there as well. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant, with you. Glad that you're along in this Thursday afternoon. Well, the head coach of the Costa Rican national soccer team resigned this week because he was bored. Bottom line, he was bored. (laughs) Gustavo (laughs) Matosis coached eight games at the helm of the Costa Rican national soccer team, and he said that his time in between international contests left him with nothing to do. Doesn't matter that he's getting paid millions. He's a very rich man as the head coach of the national team of his country's premier sport. He was bored. He was getting paid a lot to do very little. And I'm not saying that it was a little job running a national soccer team, but basically the time in between the job and in between the games bored him. So he left it. I mean, he got paid more to do less. That was the dream. That's that's what everyone's
1: working towards right now. (laughs) It must be nice to have that much money to just be able to be like, you know what? I'm I'm a little bored. I'm just gonna I'm I'm done. You would think I mean like you said, running an international soccer team. I think that would take a lot of time if you were, if you're doing it right. Anyways, but I mean, to each his own, I guess.
0: I know a lot of people who do retire and then you know it's out of just sheer boredom they want to go back to it. But man, yeah. you're living the dream. You're not anywhere close to retirement age. No, I don't know. Come on, I don't
1: know what's going on, man. I don't know that that guy seems like he's a little bit out there but that that's crazy find
0: a hobby i mean that's what i mean like do wood carving yeah don't something. you make a birdhouse
1: that's what i'm saying like so not having something that already takes up just part of your time you know not having to do that is going to make you less bored wouldn't that make you more bored <laughs> now you have
0: more free time to do absolutely nothing i just don't get it no you'd rather clock in nine to five six days a week
1: yeah i guess <laughs> the grass isn't always greener
0: no Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with us. There you go if you're looking to apply for something that pays a lot. Costa Rica men's national team head coach job. That's open. I don't know. It seems kind of boring to me. I don't <laughs> know if I want to try it out. I tell you what, some good college football games coming up this weekend. Officially week two. We've got to run through these quick, but we're going to do it. Michigan welcoming Army this weekend.
1: It's going to be a tough one. I, I, I really think so. I think Michigan needs to definitely take a couple of steps forward, but I think Michigan's going to win.
0: What did you think of their opener?
1: I was a little disappointed. it wasn't as, as clean as I thought. They, they did what they had to do, but that was a lot of teams, first week of the season, mm-hmm. not looking as sharp um, any, uh, all the way from like Clemson um, didn't even look as sharp as well. Alabama had a slow start. Michigan, you know, Michigan state looked looked not that great, so um, I just think it was kind of one of those first week type of things. I think they'll look a little bit more um, in tune this week around.
0: Ohio State at home, fifth-ranked team in the country taking on Cincinnati. Struggled maybe a little bit. They didn't have quite the clean week one against Florida mm-hmm. Atlantic.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're going to win. They'll win. They'll beat yeah. Cincinnati. they got a good team. I think Ryan Day is going to be just fine there. Um, obviously,
0: I got to go through Ohio State. Here's a good one, or at least an interesting one. You've got West Virginia, who's now in the Big 12, against a former Big 12 foe in Missouri. That game in Columbia, Missouri. Kelly Bryant coming off a loss to Wyoming in his mm. Missouri debut.
1: Yeah, that's that not a great not a great start to the season for them. I think they lose again. Mm-hmm. I think West Virginia goes in there and, and wins.
0: Uh who else do we have here? We've got Fire Up Chips, the fighting Antonio Browns. Oh my goodness. They are visiting Madison to take on Jonathan Taylor and the Badgers.
1: Listen, Central has has history. They've upset a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're one of those programs they, they can do some things but I'm going to have to go with with the uh, the home team there as
0: long as Jonathan Taylor's there I don't know that they central can't stop has them. the defense and, and, to and, stop and that big
1: offensive line it doesn't matter who who's there they're all just a big big bunch of farm boys just blocking for him so yeah they they're not going to be able to stop that
0: Nebraska dropped one spot in the rankings to number 25 after their awe-inspiring 14-point victory over traditional powerhouse Southern Alabama. Didn't,
1: didn't, wasn't there some writers who picked them to win the national championship oh, yeah. game? A yeah, lot of again, where does them. all this optimism and come from? We, we were like, wait, what's going on here?
0: <laughs> they they are at Colorado this weekend, renewing a rival from rivalry from when they were both members of the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. That could be a fun one. Could be a fun one. I'm going to
1: say Nebraska loses. I'm gonna really, on the row, I'm going to say Colorado gets up for that one, and I think they they upset them.
0: I don't hate that. I really don't. I just don't know up if in the high, about alt- high
1: altitude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Buffaloes have had players come through there, right? Um, I don't think you know their program is in shambles. I don't think they lost too much. I think they have one of the best receivers in all of the nation blanking on his name it's a it's a it's a weird name but the colorado does have an elite receiver and nfl type of receiver there so i do think colorado in front of that home crowd gets gets the job done
0: we've got western michigan taking on sparty this weekend you think michigan state answers a few offensive questions
1: i don't but i think their defense does enough i think it's going to be a, a, a just a grinded out game like most of michigan state's games are going to be this year i i have sparty winning Not by a lot, but Mm. I have Sparty winning. I think that defense is just that good. I think that is an elite defense, obviously.
0: Their offense is falling on tough times, but the defense was impressive against Tulsa.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to overwhelm Western Michigan's offense.
0: We have got, oh, this is going to be a fun one, and it's on ESPN-UP this weekend. Stanford at USC. I know USC is going to be without JT Daniels, star quarterback for the rest of the year, but Stanford didn't look overly impressive in their week one victory either.
1: Yeah, I'm... Both of those programs to me are down this year. Mm-hmm. I think USC is is way worse. I think they they are that whole program is is really in shambles right now. I kind of like Stanford a little bit better, um, and, and like you said, they're, they're USC starting quarterbacks out, so that's just going to hurt them worse. I think Stanford's going to win that one.
0: That's a fun rivalry, no matter what though, and that's going to be here on ESPN UP Saturday night at nine Eastern. Number six LSU at number nine Texas. That's going to be a fun one.
1: Really good game, Um, you know. Texas at home, I like that. (sighs) This one's tough. You need Texas. You can get take Texas at home. Absolutely, Texas. Yeah, I like I like Texas. I like the way that program's kind of been been going this you know as of late i'm gonna go i'll go lsu
0: lsu just now to me they just don't perform in the big stage i know
1: i know one of these times i got to right i'm high on texas this year though
0: otherwise i'd agree with you last one we got texas a&m number 12 in the country at clemson they almost upset clemson last year clemson didn't look good in week one a few players have already guaranteed they'll be an upset yeah,
1: um, I think Jimbo Fisher says they're one of the best teams in the country. I don't think they're lacking confidence. That defense, uh, Texas A&M defense, forced four turnovers last week. I think they're they're legit. Trevor Lawrence yeah, questions. He didn't look great. Obviously, I think Texas A&M gave him a run last year as well. Uh, with all that being said, I'm gonna go Clemson winning this one. I think I can't, you have to. Uh, you, you can't. You can't until I, I'm not gonna pick against Clemson at all this season. If they happen to lose, they happen to lose, but there's no way I'm picking against them.
0: Tanner Hoops, Jake Duran with you. We did it. We are out of time, and I tell you what, just a couple more hours until the NFL season
1: kicks off. Let's go. Out. I'm so excited. I know all the Packer fans out there, all the Bears fans out there, NFL fans should be excited. The the, the regular season's finally here and it's gonna be a good weekend.
0: Keep tuning in to Zone on Local Three. Jake's hosting that, doing a great job covering the local high school and college scene. Northern Michigan starting this weekend. And we'll be sure to talk about that next week as well. For Jake Duran, I'm Tanner Hoop signing off from ESPN-UP. Have a great Thursday.